Peace, peace, peace. Welcome to another episode of Wise the Dome TV. Today, uh, I have another very special guest. It's uh, one of a, a powerful God, a, a, a producer, DJ, somebody who has traveled through, you know, many different ciphers and understood and showed and proved that he was God in all of them. Um, you know, we're definitely going to get into some history of, you know, the, of his journey in the 5%. We're also going to get into some history of the music industry. Um, so peace to the God, Shot 7. I appreciate you for peace. coming through. Peace, peace, peace. Appreciate it, brother. No doubt, God. No doubt, God. So let's start Let's start from the beginning. I, you know, everybody first time on, I like to kind of start from the beginning. Um, Like, so what sparked you or, or if you can, just tell me about your journey um, and, and getting knowledge itself, you know, from the early days. Okay. Well, I, I kind of got knowledge itself a little different, you know, mm -hmm. and, you know, you know, a, a lot of people, uh, I don't like to say this, but you know, a lot of people would get knowledge itself like through hip hop or <laughs> pretty much hip hop. Right. And I, I didn't get it that way. I was, um, I was um in a neighborhood in Harlem where it was a lingo thing. Mm. So you know, I, I would hear the, the the manifestations of the language that we speak, supreme mathematics. And honestly, I didn't know what they was talking about, but you <laughs> know, I could remember certain uh, ebonics or slang as we would call it until you know I ran into a true living god who who. Gave me the understanding, broke it down to what I was saying as as an elder would. So that's pretty much how I got knowledge itself. As you know, as we say, doing the knowledge, you know, right. listening, you right. know, looking, listen around, you know, my environment, and you know, later on, I uh, yeah, I began to hear it in hip hop, so it it, it kind of made more sense, mm -hmm. you know. What, what whenever so whenever you first started getting knowledge and then you begin to you know see certain aspects of our culture and i guess you know represented through some of the mcs within hip-hop culture what was kind of what kind of went through your mind as a young god then you know kind of seeing this knowledge itself be uh, you know, something that certain MC, not all, obviously, but certain MCs rapped about and put to the forefront in, in their music. You know, well, at first, you know, we, we would deal with, you know, as a newborn, we would deal with the system of believing. Mm. So, you know, we, we would, <laughs> well, I would believe these references that I would hear in these songs later, but yet you meet them or bump into them it's a bit different mm. so when I want to say I got into the culture as far as living the way of life mm -hmm. I knew how to distinguish the difference from some someone who was familiar with it someone who knew it someone who lived it someone who just like kind of heard about it pretty right. much right and you know a, a lot of that's in the hip-hop community you know it, it's you know it, it's it's a cool thing to be uh knowledgeable of it or per se oh yeah i know about that 
you know, like people say, oh, I'm mm-hmm. familiar with that. Or I heard of that. Mm-hmm. In that sense, you know, because this culture is, uh, today is kind of media driven. Right. right. You know what I mean by that? God, you know, it's kind of media driven where, uh, like I said before, no one will go to the Allah school to see what's going on. They're going to go to Google first. Right. Or Facebook to see, like, okay, what's this? Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. And it can be a whole spin of, what we actually really live and teach or how we live is where life and culture. Right. So with rap, a lot of people would take this, our language to create their own wittiness. Mm. And I dislike that. Right. That's, that. That's just, you know, that's just me personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, get it how you live. It's... And also it, it was just the, the culture of it, of the true living who really lived it. It was more based on okay, righteous brother, righteous sister. Mm-hmm. They're in the you know they're in the hub of the universal family. So I I can say I, it was a blessing for me to be in that realm of it instead right. of the you know as my man Kasim would say the job pretenders. Mm. Right, right, yeah, piece of the God Kasim. Um, as far as now, when you first started getting uh, knowledge, were you already uh messing with the music then? Oh definitely. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Um definitely. Well I, I actually started in the music industry as a hip hop dancing choreographer. Mm. That's really how I, mm-hmm. I pretty much snuck in. You right. know. And uh once that kind of got a little goofy, mm-hmm. I said, hold on, let me get back to my DJing and mm-hmm. you know, get into the structure of beat making then early on moving on to producing you know right i i kind of want to and and pardon self if we uh jump around chronologically a little bit you know what i mean um but being a dj right you know i know oftentimes i uh uh you know like if i'm if i'm working uh and 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 or you know because it's not not just at the club right if i'm working you know how like You'll see uh, DJs uh, nowadays with their own um, uh, YouTube channels, or or they'll or they'll possibly be on Boiler Room, and they'll have they'll play these DJ sets, right? You know, some will be like seventy sold uh, DJ sets. Right. Some will, some will be uh, uh, you know uh, reggae sets or whatever. But when it when it comes to uh, you know creating a DJ set, right? As a DJ, you know what I'm saying. What's the science behind um creating a good dj set because some people may think it's just you know playing records uh back to back you know what i'm saying with no with no um uh i guess with i want to say with no thought behind it but with no method behind it you know what i mean right 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 well well actually as as you know what that's a good question that's mm, a very appreciate good question, you, God. uh you know you, you have to understand the vision of things mm. Because you envision it before you even get into the audience. Mm-hmm. If you're doing a playlist or however you DJ your set. Mm-hmm. So if you're just doing the set, you envision, okay, it's this type of people. Whether this is a reggaeton set or this is a salsa set or this is just underground hip-hop or it's top 40, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So you put all these things in your head and just vision what is it all of these individuals like. It's like you create these spaces of individuals in your head and you place these songs, that's a reflection of 
a vibe you create. Mm. And that's I mean, that's how I make my mixtape playlist mm-hmm. or all my iTunes playlists, however. And most of the times I like to uh A and R stuff mm-hmm. where I would play certain records that I feel people missed. Mm, right, right, right. You know, like, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. if they missed it, I'm like, okay. Now I just build from there. Because mm-hmm. music is universal, God. You know, I, I just don't DJ one genre of music. I right. tried it before, but it, it didn't work because I right. would always continue to do other things and hear other things as a producer. No doubt, no doubt. Um, if you can, I know you uh, used to, uh, you know, live in. Well, are you still in Atlanta right now, God? I'm back in Delaware. Oh, you're in Delaware. Okay, okay. Yeah. I know you lived in Atlanta at one time, and I know that yeah. was a, a part of your journey as far as, you know, getting knowledge yourself and then, you know, being and traveling and seeing what, you know, you know, different cities and different ciphers was like. What was your experience in Atlanta like, God? Um, I mean, for the record, actually, I was actually born in Atlanta. Okay, you know, okay. I, I was in Atlanta. Uh, I... I, I I was in high school here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Well, I finished high school here in Atlanta. And uh, later, well, early on, I went back to Harlem because, like I said in some of my interviews, I'm, my, my parents were, um, my mother went to college at Pace in New York. Mm-hmm. And my father was in the military. So mm-hmm. I always had, you know, Harlem background. That's why. I lived in New York more than I lived in Atlanta. So once I made the transition back to Atlanta, uh, I wasn't familiar with five percenters in Atlanta at the time. Mm-hmm. Yet later on, I realized that they were there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was more of a, a uh, people in and out of town thing, like college area. Right. Most people come to college, they would be righteous. However, mm-hmm. and through that, through that part of my life, I began to uh, um, what 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 is this? I I can say pretty much master one twenty. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna say it in that form, you know, and master the, the the culture and way of life of it. Right. This is probably like born knowledge, maybe mm-hmm. around there, born cipher, you know, born knowledge somewhere around in there. But I want to say around born wisdom. That's 92, 93, somewhere around in there. I began to see a structure that was different mm. from the actual way of life of what I was taught and how I was taught. Mm-hmm. You know, de- dealing with me having a family tree. Right. That will follow all the way back to a lot. The father, right. Mm-hmm. You know, so once I, you know, Gathered all of that right and exact, you know. I, I mean, I pretty much had to ask permission to, you know, to see if I could, per se, remix the structure in Atlanta mm-hmm. or rebuild it because it was kind of a uh, no, it was kind of it, 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 it was nothing against Muslim, it, it was mm-hmm. a Muslim structure. When we are five percenters, we, we don't consider ourselves Muslim, we're just righteous people, right? So it was bad, and mm. yet, some. You know, out of bad, you know, good can come. Absolutely. So 
those bad things to me were just difference in teachings. Mm-hmm. You know, because you know a lot a lot of people feel due to us studying lesson that came from the nation of Islam, that's who we are. Mm-hmm. That, right. That's just a part of our, you know, that's just a part of our structure as being a newborn. Right. You know, because 120 lessons is history and geography. You and know, science. And science. You mm-hmm. understand what I'm saying? So we, when we're dealing with that, once we finish 120 lessons, there's, there's 360 degrees. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I didn't see that structure at all. Right, right, right. Do you, so, you know, do you think that part of that, because uh, you did mention, obviously, you know, Atlanta having uh, what Morris Brown and and Clark Atlanta and Morehouse and, you know, all of these different universities, uh, you know, in one spot and with people coming from out of town from all the different, you know, all different. Like, do you think like that had anything to do to contribute to maybe some misunderstandings about the culture in, in those early days or was it something else? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely because one of my problems today with with the uh, our, our our way of life right is let's say you from Boston. Mm-hmm. You got knowledge like this. I got knowledge in Harlem. I got knowledge like this. Such and such got it from and we go to Atlanta. You may be more swift, swift, or powerful than I am. Mm-hmm. Another guard may have another another type of background and be the same as you. Yet his teachings are a lot of teachings. Mm, right. So now we have the following system. Mm-hmm. So when the following system comes, that's when it kind of went left because mm-hmm. everybody know everything. Right. Right. You know, everybody's always right. I know I got it this yeah. way, you know. And yeah. you know, so you know, that that was one of the problems. And to say that, you know, when you have someone that's very swift in the memorization of 120 lessons, mm-hmm. you can still be blind because you're only going <laughs> off the wisdom of what he's saying, mm-hmm. not the understanding. Right. You, he's just showing you how great his memory is. Mm. Mm. As a newborn, that's a must. That's why our lesson says 100% correct before moving to lesson number one. Right. So when all these people came, instead of people who were, per se, born and raised in Atlanta, mm-hmm. there was no one here. Mm. To create a system, right? So right. they had to accept outsiders, mm-hmm. and that was the only reason why I decided to step up. Because hey, at least my birth certificate say I, y'all may not say I'm from Atlanta, but at least yeah. my birth certificate say so I do <laughs> right. have some power to say, okay, look, this is what, mm-hmm. what we're gonna do. Let mm-hmm. me remix this and get this structure right and exact. But yeah, let me make sure in the hub is right and exact. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people just come and just do things, don't check back with the hub or any of that, and it'll be all messed up. That was the problem. Right. 
Now, now, what was that process like, though, whenever you were like uh, uh, striving to build structure in Atlanta? Because, you know, that's a that's and regardless to whether it's Atlanta or any other city, that's not always an easy task. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. It, listen, I, I had some I had a few issues, you know, mm -hmm. yet. I don't want to say this word, but I'm, I'm still a street guy. So mm -hmm. and I'm not a P. So right, right, right. So <laughs> at, at, at that time, mm -hmm. I kind of had one foot still here, one foot, you know, in mm -hmm. there. And when I was saying, I wasn't gonna let them Malcolm X me. Mm. Right, 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 right. Because when you when you have those four devils, most of the times you don't need all four. But all <laughs> four of them are gonna come. Right, they may come one at a time. Mm. And they may come from different individuals. Mm -hmm. So when I began to see those things come from different individuals, mm -hmm. now I question like, why? Right. What's the root of so, it? Yeah, you know. So mm -hmm. it, it, it it was a bit different, man. But you know, once we got it right and exact, the tradition it it it, it lasted for some time, you know, because I had help. Yeah. You know. Mm -hmm. You know, no I had help from my brother Prince Shaw Divine, uh, a brother named Gabron, I'm Mighty, uh, a few other cats, you know. Indeed. So I kind of brought them on to, you know, to, to help me structure because, you know, they, they had the knowledge and understanding also. No doubt. And peace to As those. they were learning. Yeah, peace, peace to those gods um, as well. You know, I know that, um, well, I'll, I'll preface by saying this. Um, when I was younger, I remember, you know how, you know, just being an original man in this world, especially in the wilderness of North America, it doesn't take long to know that some shit is wrong. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, right. and uh, I was, um, I remember being a youngin and watching like you interview because you know there was no youtube or nothing like that at, at that time no, so, <laughs> and so um i remember seeing uh you know dr khaled muhammad on uh on donahue and just to hear you know that wisdom and being able to break down the the circumstances in which we live was something powerful that made me uh, you know, more open to receive, you know, knowledge itself when mm -hmm. it was and when it was that time. You had the um, pleasure of meeting Dr. Khaled, and I, if you can build on some of that and and you know some of the things that you learned from him. Oh man! Well, actually, you know, actually, when I met him, I met him through his son. Mm. He had a son that was. Uh, I'm not sure what college he was going to, but he was going to one of the colleges in Atlanta. In Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, he would come to this um, one of the guards, one of the guards' house. So mm. you know, I would build with him. He said, "Man, my pops gonna like you, man." <laughs> and, uh, right. And one day, I was I was coming out of uh, actually I was producing this female, me, DJ Les from Queensbridge. We was um, oh, we was producing this artist named Sanjay Nicole, and Sanjay Nicole's father was the head minister 
at the mosque in Atlanta at Mosque with Tick. Mm. So we were gonna eat these bean bean soup and uh fish sandwiches. And one day I caught him coming out of the mosque because we was walking to I can't remember who stayed there. It was either Ball and Justice or True. Somebody was living around in that area. And him and him and his son was walking out. And his <laughs> son introduced me. So that was the first time I met him. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Collar has an excellent memory. Like his memory is like crazy. And I, I'm gonna speak of this too. Um there was a restaurant called uh Soul Vegetarian. And I was wondering why everybody was leaving. Mm-hmm. Everybody's leaving. Cause he was coming in, mm-hmm. so, and at this time, I would always have it on me. You right. Know what I mean, right. <laughs> and, and I was, and I was leaving because it was giving everybody to to, to um, leave. Mm-hmm. He said, "Nah, brother, you stay. I want you to stay." I said, "Okay," mm-hmm. but I'm a little dirty though. Mm-hmm. He said. I'm dirty too, black man. <laughs> so I was like, you know, so I, laughed, so I sat down. So, you know, we started talking, man. And um, I, I, I was telling him how uh, Tony Muhammad used to always talk about him. Mm. Shout out to Tony Muhammad, brother Tony Muhammad. He's always talking about him. And uh, he, he said, man, you remind me of Tony Muhammad. Hmm. He said, are you a revolutionary? I said, yeah. I said, I'm a black revolutionary, though. Because at this time, you know, I was still mm-hmm. um, dealing with that science mm-hmm. as being a true living God. Because, right. you know, I, I always dealt with that. And uh, we started talking about the 5%, and he really gave me an understanding on the differences from the Nation of Islam and Malcolm X going his way. Because mm. I never knew that God. Mm-hmm. I'm, 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 that God, I knew about Allah. Right. I had to walk back and find out who's Elijah was, who's Farad, da 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 Wow, wow. You know, mm-hmm. But I knew about Malcolm. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know about Elijah. I didn't know about none of that God. I just knew about Allah, Malcolm, you know, Harlem Six, uh, Kenyatta 37, the Malcolm. I knew mm-hmm. about all those things. Right. And, and once he broke that down to me, I saw him the second time at a um, at a gang treaty in California. Wow, wow, wow! And that's when we had a, that's when we had a deep conversation because at this time, I was going through. Um, oh my god! I, I, peace, peace. Um, yeah, what were you saying uh, as far as uh, uh, the uh, Doctor Khaled Muhammad uh, meeting him at the uh, gang truce out there in L.A. Yeah, so uh, when I met him there, you know, he wanted me to, you know, walk with him. And I was kind of not nervous, you know, because, you know, I, I never had a lot of security around me. And he mm-hmm. had a lot of security. Mm-hmm. So when he when he braced me, he was like, man, I want to talk to you after um, we, we leave this. We leave this. And it, it, it took a minute. So and I never get this. He had found out that I was on the rule you now. I was on a run. Mm, mm-hmm. And he was like, man, if you feel it, he was like, man, if you feel you can, you know, um sit down in the devil civilization, go ahead and get that swarf from under you, man. Mm. 
But he also said, keep running if you can keep running. <laughs> right. You know, he said that also. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, you know, so, 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 so once, you know, he, you know, he was breaking down the structure of why he was um, trying to get all these blood scripts and all these individuals with, with this uh, peace treaty. Uh, Tupac was there, as, as a matter of fact. Pop mm-hmm. was there, too. And uh, I just knew, I said, man, this is a powerful Yo, this man is powerful. Like, he's right, a. But right. now, I, that's why I can see how people would look at Farrakhan and all these other men. Yet, I didn't see Farrakhan's resemblance in, in him. It, it, it was a little bit different because, as they say, he was with the shit. Right. I'm being right, honest with you. Right. Dr. Collins, he was with it. He was, he was with it. Right. And he, he, he was really for black people because he wanted all of us, he would always tell me, when we talk, I, I I seen him four times, mm-hmm. and and he wanted to invite me and my man Freedom to Farrakhan's house in Chicago. Cause I'll tell him, you know, uh, I knew about Indianapolis, Indiana, and he was like, "Man, you should try Chicago." I said, "Where? I never been to Chicago. I know about such and such." He was like, "Yeah, man. Well, you should try to go, you know, and meet the brothers and sit down, man. Maybe you can uh, help the brothers out as far as you know, Nation Islam." bringing uh an understanding with gods and you know gods and nation islam and oh, I was, nah, man, i'm not with no malcolm x I mean, <laughs> i'm not with no Martin Luther king stuff man you know <laughs> you know mm-hmm. the structure of atlanta which um well it's a different name at the time it was called the lost guard mm-hmm. I, think they I remember that mm-hmm. then they call it something different now and uh he just man always instilled with me man always you know be a revolutionary man, no matter what, man. And, you know, keep knowledge of yourself. And to this day, I still do this to this day. He said, every morning, look in the mirror and remind yourself that you're righteous. Mm. God, wow. I've been doing that for the last 30 years, God. Wow. Wow. Like, from meeting them and having and being able to, you know, walk and talk with them uh, for, you know, the times that you were able to do so, what kind, how did you feel whenever you got the news that that he had returned to the essence? Oh man. Cause even those of us that didn't know him was hurt, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it kind of bothered me because he would always make statements like, man, they gonna kill me. Mm. He said that. Mm. And I'm not, even though my zodiac or whatever is a cancer. I'm really not an emotional dude or mm-hmm. sensitive, even mm-hmm. though I've learned how to control my emotions. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of down for like a day or two, like, damn. Right. Like, really? And it bothered me a little bit because a lot of people was quiet about it, man. Mm. You right. know that, man? There's a lot of people quiet about it. But then, if, then again, a lot of people... Will, will, will you know will speak speak on it and I never got a chance to see his son after that his son just told him like mm. I, I, you know and it, it touched me man because he was we needed that man oh, whether he was whether he whether he was a true living God or whatever that whatever he was we still needed him because he could get to a lot of us who were rockheads man mm-hmm and a lot of us who was really striving for righteousness. 
or right. really get back on righteousness, or as a Muslim, as Muslims say, get them back on their dean or however. And he was definitely per he, he was definitely the person for that to me. Oh yeah, I agree because yeah. he spoke the language. He he knew the language of the street. He knew the language of the righteous. You right. know, and he was able and, and oh yeah, he, I used to laugh about uh parts of I used to laugh about uh, uh eating. Mm -hmm. I eat bad. Well, I still do a little bit. You know, I, I get into my you know chicken wings. And stuff yeah, like that, yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and he's always preached vegetarian, but this, this and that. And I like man, I'm not an elephant man. I need some meat, man. <laughs> you know, I like vegetable with my meat. You know, so, mm -hmm. so he was like, yeah, so you know, just try to lay off the red meat. And uh, he, he always tell me go back and look at that book of how to eat the lead. Mm -hmm. And I think. That was probably one of the three books that I probably read fully. Right. Because I wasn't reading a lot. You know, I was just mm -hmm. reading 120 lessons. And I mean, I may take a look in the Quran or the Bible. Mm -hmm. Other than that, it was the lessons. Right. But I did read those books, Message of the Black Man, How They to Live, mm -hmm. and those things. And he, he would always mention that all our conversations was about, oh, firearms, too. Mm -hmm. Right. Learn right. Really through the weapon, you know, mm -hmm. that. Cause that's 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 a real science to that people think that like I, I that's why so many innocent innocent people be getting hit nowadays because people yeah. don't people don't understand the science of how to use a firearm. Yeah. Go ahead, God. But um, I, not to cut your wisdom. I, I you know it's just so uh, it's a lot that I want to kind of get to. Um, Universal Stars recordings, right? Um, yeah. And coach and Coach K of QC who everybody knows uh has what well, is responsible for uh the label that has little baby the migos a right. lot of other um uh you know uh cats that are that are doing big things um but your musically you actually you know did business and 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 you know created music with with QC correct yeah, well, um, well, this after before uh, he started QC. Yeah, no, I'm saying like early, in, like in the past, like, like yeah, you know. yeah absolutely, yeah, mm -hmm. definitely, yeah, definitely. Uh, actually, um, man, I can't remember what year it was, but it was, it was, it was actually a group of us. It was, but the main four was uh, myself, my man, Freedom. Coach K, uh, his name, well, actually, he went by self then. Mm. Oh, so did he got knowledge? Yeah, 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 yeah. He, yeah, he, oh, he definitely familiar with it. Mm. You know, mm. he, he doesn't study now, but, you know, he's just a righteous man. But, you know, yeah, he yeah. definitely got knowledge. Mm -hmm. And then uh, and, and a few other cats, you know, it was like DJs, producers. And uh, we started a company called Universal Stars. And, uh, Coach, coach, um, coach. He was uh, he started with us. So once we began to do those things, you know, we had a couple of shows. Mm -hmm. He was coach, back then. Coach was doing uh, he was the stylist. He was the manager. He was the boogie agent. He was pretty much everything. Only thing he didn't do was create music. Right, right, right. He rappers did anything like that. He just handled strictly, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. and. And, and at that time, uh, when everybody split, you know, jobs, 
they start having children and things like that. Actually, me and Coach is probably the only one who still does, who are pretty much still in the music industry, probably. Even though he's on his level, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm sick of the music industry. I'm just sick of it sometimes. What 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 about the industry? You know, kind of get you like that sometimes. Well, you know, as far as being a producer, you know, I mean, DJing is still fun, Mm -hmm. and producing uh, is fun too. Yet, I don't like the transition of it, like the screaming part, and it's it's you know, Mm -hmm. I, I have. I have to do a lot of work for higher work. Right, right, right. You know, which is, which is cool, but yet still, I still need some paper or that signature or some money. Mm-hmm. I have to go. You know, Absolutely. <laughs> because, you know, some people, you know, as our lesson would say, did they receive more gold? I received my gold. I got mm-hmm. mathematics. Right. So with my mathematics, I prefer mathematics with me consulting or doing A and R, however it is, mm-hmm. and I learned that from Coach later on, because uh, we were working on Trap God, I think Gucci Man's Trap God, the first Trap God, oh. and uh, I re- I remember Gucci Man bringing me to the side, man. Listen, man, this is what you got to do, man. Matter of fact, I still had cassettes. <laughs> they had wow. CDs and flash drives and all <laughs> this. He was like, man, you got to transition in Gorilla Zone too. They would uh teach me the game as it is today mm-hmm. so but today it, it, it's just a lot of uh stimulation driven mm-hmm. a lot of uh i mean people are always fronted in records yeah that's just what it is they always did that but now it, it, it just everything sounds exactly the same oh yeah oh yeah i saw and that bothers me that, yeah. that bothers me a lot, but you know, it, it's it's a system, and, and it, it's working for a lot of people. Yeah, you know? but it 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 you know it kind of it it makes you think, right? Like, I know I'm not sure if you saw that um, that that stat that that said like this was like the first time in like twenty something years there wasn't a number one hip hop record. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, definitely. right, right. I I think it's because like like you said, man, it, the creativity is. On the mainstream level, I, it, you know what I'm saying, um, is not where it should be. We have a lot of, I think we have a lot of underground artists that are extremely creative that just don't have the platform or the machine behind them. And kind of segueing into this, like you mentioned A&R work, like 80s, 90s, Having a label, having a and R, you know, work with these artists was an important thing. Just like <clears throat> other aspects of hip hop, obviously things change, right? But I think some labels have gotten to the point where instead of having an A and R developer artist, they look at it like, all right, I got. Artist A, when he fizzle out, I'm just going to bring somebody else just like him. You know what I'm saying? To to replace him. Like, it's like a cookie cutter. It's like a it's like a conveyor belt. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
yeah. as somebody who has done A&R work, if you can explain to the people why artist development is important. Number n- number one, two minds two minds is better than one. Mm. And four ears is better than two. Facts. Because it's a feeling. Mm-hmm. So when the feeling is the foundation of things, you know, it, it has to be the structure of okay, we gotta make this happen from a lot of zigzag Z. We gotta start from A to Z. And someone has to know how to start from A to Z. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of artists don't even know. Right. So if you have someone that's in the room that knows, it's better for them to bring what they know. Even though the 85% is still deaf, they're not going to listen. Right. So you have to show them. Mm. And that's when A&R comes like, okay, hey, look, instead of wearing a polo, man, let's wear a hoodie. Mm-hmm. Wear sunglasses instead of schoolboys, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a part of A and R too. Wow, you, you know, and like, like shaping, the, like even shaping how the people to. see them. Yeah, you have to. Just like mm-hmm. make beat making is different from producing. Mm-hmm. That's just what it is. Mm-hmm. So when A and R comes in, A and R is bringing structure, different sound, different atmosphere, different genres, different placements, and all these things. Because either you can go up or you go down. Because mm-hmm. most A&R is just, it can just be one artist that you have a take off. Right. So now the system is looking like, okay, what you going to do next? Mm. Right. So, so now you may not use the same structure as you did with the one that took off. Because mm-hmm. that individual can, can be, can't dress maybe. They may want to use auto-tune. Mm-hmm. So now you got to be like, oh, okay, no, we're going to do this. And that's what that's all A&R is doing. I've seen situations where I, somebody goes viral off of a song, right? And mm-hmm. next thing you know, they get it, they got a deal and they're doing shows in front of these like sold out crowds at these big festivals and they look like a fish out of water. Like they don't know what to do. Like because they get thrusted into a, a situation extremely fast and the label's not even <laughs> not even helping them with anything. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. That's why today labels don't want that. Labels want you're already moving. Right. 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 So you're already moving. Okay. Here's a check to help you move a little bit. And we're gonna mm-hmm. open these five doors open for you to see mm-hmm. what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Do you think but it after, go ahead. After those doors open, now they sit back and watch. Mm. Okay, so nine times out of ten, those who sit back, that sit back and watch it, don't know nothing about what they're watching. Right. So someone like you and me had to sit in these office with them. Like, oh, okay, there it is. Now that's okay. Put that to the side. That right there. Let's focus on that. Then they write the check. Right. (laughs) Right. That's just that's just how it go, and I don't like that part of the game. You know, we got to figure all that out before we deal with any of that. Okay, who mm-hmm. you know? Where you come from? Yeah, how mm-hmm. you been doing this? Do you know what publishing is? Do you know what points are? Do you know what all these things? Because 
I feel artists should be able to already know these things when they get in the business. Like I said, it's the oh, music business. For, for real, yeah. You should know how to apply. If you go apply for a job, you still have to apply for the music business. Right, right, It's the right. same thing. Right, right. What are your, what's your qualifications, right? <laughs> what are they? Anyway. <laughs> so. Yeah, because, you know, um, that's... Yeah, I, I just see that a lot. And I'm glad you kind of mentioned that and broke some of that down because I, a lot of a lot of people maybe not understand why we, you know, we can look at the early 90s and mid 90s and see artists that look like they were polished, right? Because you had a team working with it, working with them, and their team to make sure that everything was polished. They don't, yeah. these labels, like you said, these labels don't care now. They're trying to catch whatever the wave is and kind of help you make your wave a little bit bigger and and then until the next wave come. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. that's not a way to, and I don't, I mean, I guess that's sustainable for them, but at the end of the day, you know, the fans of the music and the real, and the people that are within the culture that, um, from the ARs, from the street teams, like they they suffer a little bit too. You know what I'm saying because of the direction everything is going. Um, I wanted to ask you too, Yo God, what's the um, what's the what's the Yellow Top Crew? <laughs> what's the Yellow Top Crew, God? <laughs> oh man, YTC, huh? Well, YTC is actually. I want to try to do a movie on them, man. Mm -hmm. And uh, YTC is it, it's a crew from uh, Upper West Side of Manhattan, man. And these these brothers, well, I had a different crew, but I, I was I knew I knew Chungo and Titon. They were uh, they were smart dealers that got caught up into the uh, drug trade of mm -hmm. New York City, mm -hmm. and. These are some real good dudes, man, and their story is, is real. It's, and, and I'm a part of it because right. I was there. I saw it. Right. You know, I, I would hit a bang. I, 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 you know, and not to say our crew tried to mimic them, yet we we would see them like, dang, why they why like mm. these are like the regular you know like mm -hmm. regular Spanish dudes. Mm, right, you know, right. So, and but the outcome of their trials and tribulations, it has to be told, man, because mm. they can tell the bad side. Mm -hmm. No good side. They're gonna tell the bad side of. It. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell the bad side of it, so people won't re. You know, go down that path. Right. Of destruction, because today most people in the music industry. 87% of the music is driven about drugs. Oh, yeah. That's just what it is, you know. Mm -hmm. Drugs and uh, drugs and drugs. Yeah. <laughs> yep. about, you know? Whether they selling them or doing them. Exactly. And they doing them more than they selling them. <laughs> Real talk. So, you know, and, and those Yellow Top crew, Chungo, shout out to Chungo and Tito, man. They, uh, um, they're it's funny, their plug at the time, I knew their plug father. 
their club's father, you know, would, would, would hang out at a bodega on 107th in Amsterdam. And I, I once lived on 107th in Amsterdam. And uh, YTC crew, man. You know, it's it's it's, it's your average gangster dealer <laughs> movie, you know, but yet it, it's going to be a positive spin. Yeah. Because I'm going to get them to write it. I'm yeah. just going to, you know, sprinkle my, you know, things on it. So hopefully, you know, I can get that into it. It's funny because my my sister loves talking about it. I like, tell the stories about it. Mm-hmm. You know, so we did. Yeah, we definitely so. definitely gonna be on the lookout for that. Um, sure. I wanted to ask you because it's kind of building off of something and uh, another interview that I I saw you speak on, and um, I thought it was I thought it was interesting. Uh, just especially the idea of New York City being a melting pot, you know, from the early 1900s, you had Jamaicans, Puerto Ricans, Dominicans, um, uh, you know, original people from all over the Caribbean coming to New York City. And the idea of going through the lessons with somebody in Spanish, um, you know, whether it was whether you were actually walking somebody through 120 or or like with a family member or something that, you know, mostly spoke Spanish and you wanted to convey an idea, you know, from the lessons in Spanish. Um, just I, I had never thought of I had never thought about that until I heard you, you know, build on it. Um, is that something that, you know, even if it doesn't happen often, is that something um, that that gods in New York City, you know, may have to do sometimes? Uh, and is is that like a, you know, is that a thing? Yeah. Mm. Uh, most, so I come from a Dominican black background mm-hmm. <laughs> on my father's side. And uh, like I said, I'm not a perfect Spanish-speaking person, mm-hmm. you know, and when it comes to the lessons with it, I would practice with family members, mm, right? You know, to uh, properly get, you know, how to say certain things or where to say it, or better yet, some guards who really mm-hmm. expand. That's why. I, I went ahead and got the math alphabet and 120 lessons in Spanish from mm. my Spanish friend. Mm. But mm. when I was speaking to him, I was like, okay, look, man, such and such. Now, you, you see, and it'd be a clear picture from <laughs> the Catholic or Pentecostal structure that most, you know, Hispanics or Latin people, as they want to call us, you know, come from. Right. And when, when you know when, when we have um Dominican I know most of the Dominican guards, that's mm-hmm. just what it is. Mm-hmm. And and most of us have had those issues where we try to explain to our parents, you know, mm-hmm. we a new boy, you know everything. Yeah. But yeah. you really don't know anything, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Learning. Right. So yeah, we're so fiery and we wanna mm-hmm. we want the family to respect our way of life now. Right. Or what right. it's becoming 
And yeah, I remember time, those days. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <So> they don't <laughs> understand it. We'll start with the swine first. That'll be the first thing. First, mm -hmm. before, you know, before we get to tell them that we God. So right, right, right. <laughs> so, so once we start moving around with that, mm -hmm. and in New York City, you know, having uh, the Puerto Rican size of things, it was a little different because most Puerto Ricans gonna speak English also. Mm -hmm. So they'd be able to translate in the in the manner. That's why a lot of Spanish guards are speaking up now. Mm -hmm. They start doing blogs now because now we need those structures because we have guards in Colombia, Panama, mm -hmm. all the places now. Right. And, and when they reach out to me, sometimes I would need certain translators for me to say certain words. Mm -hmm. Now I can talk to someone who's studying it now. Right. Right. And give it to me. Okay, no, he said like this, God. I said, oh, okay. Hmm. Even with uh, my man, uh, now a lot. Mm -hmm. I remember we did a project, we did a song, uh, oh, man, what's the name of that record? Now a lot. He's from Lynn, Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. SD Knack. That's his Yeah, SD Knack. Yeah, yeah. Knack. And, uh, mm -hmm. There's so many Dominican guards over there in, in, in their town. Yeah, because I remember the guard, uh, King Asiatic, I you know, uh, yeah, 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 that's rest my in power, yeah, 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 yeah you know, yeah. and uh, rest in peace to my man, King Asiatic, and uh, he brought them all to my um crib at the time, and uh, they stayed the night, man, and I was showing them the structure of our neighborhood, mm -hmm. how you know, certain Dominican guards would be down the hill, then go up the hill, you know, you got right. the knucklehead Dominican guards, then you got because now in our neighborhood. Sad to say, uh, gang gangs is uh heavy, and 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 the young guards are cripping is the way of life. And being a five percent is the religion, mm. so it's my duty to go change that. Like, hold on, mm -hmm. no, 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 no. Mm -hmm. that's not what this is, and that's not how we're gonna do this, and we're gonna fix this mm -hmm. because you know the young feels. Now, okay, I, I'm gonna give you an example. One of the young guys say, God, why I can go with one of my homies and get a metro card, but I can't go downtown to Austin with a metro card. Hmm. That makes sense, God. Mm -hmm. So that God, that young God feels. Neglected per se, right? So, you know, it becomes a bad thing where if you don't come around, you don't know. Oh yeah, absolutely. I I remember um a a, a young brother at one time, long time ago though. Um, I was striving to give him mathematics, and he was like, "Yo, how this go? Give me some money." You know what I'm saying? And it, well, he wasn't saying it in a disrespectful manner. It was the idea that he was so focused on his need for food, clothing, and shelter that if what I was saying to him wasn't making sense in that manner, right, like, then he wasn't trying to hear it. And you well, he's right. No, well, he's right. Right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You know? Right. And it, at that time, nobody had asked me that in that manner before and so i had to think about that you know what i'm saying like um and i remember that question to this day yeah man you know 
I, I get that question all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. How can I get some money, man? You just get money, da, 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 but mm-hmm. still, I you know I had to, I had to learn how to chew gum and walk. Mm-hmm. You, you mean not to cut your wisdom, Lord, but you mentioned because it's kind of the same thing. You mentioned like the culture, right, and what it means to you know live our culture out correctly. Like when you see these young gods, and you know looking at gang life and and things of that nature like what are what are the ways you know you can show them that hey yo this is not this is not the way we do it um not even just that this is not this is not what this is not going to end up it's not going to end up good for you as far as what you're doing because you know it's not righteous like how do you how you get through to you know um I know everybody's different, you know, everybody has their own yeah. self style, style wisdom, but you know, just, just for people that give people a, a, I guess, a peek inside our culture and some of the things that we have to do. Well, you know, the saying, uh, what's the saying guilty by affiliation. Mm-hmm. See, I'm guilty by being affiliated with Crips. Mm-hmm. So if I know a true living, that come from a a Los Angeles Crip background. I have to bring the best Noah for that manifestation. Mm. Outside of the manifestation that I know, man, you either gonna die, such and such, blah blah blah, such and such, blah blah blah. And that's mm-hmm. the same thing with our culture. Mm-hmm. We still have some. We still have some knuckleheads that's over here and over there. They're still, you know, buck dancing per se. But yet, we still got to show them. the better way of living this thing. I, see, I have questions. You know, a lot of people don't know why we why we um, ask each other today's mathematics. That's another mm-hmm. thing. A lot of people don't know that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't know what really is the way of life of this. Right. right. What, what is the culture of this? Besides mathematics, other things less. And, and besides hip-hop, right? Because you That's said, right. because you said in, a, um, in an interview as well, and I, I definitely want you to build on that, like, our culture is not rap culture. You, and it's, you, not a, it's not. <laughs> this culture was not built off hip hop. This mm-hmm. culture wasn't built off of rap. Mm-hmm. So when people hear these rap songs, oh, what's that? Let me go see what this is. So they flock to it that way, feeling like this is what this is, like the Zulu Nation. No, we're not the Zulu Nation. Right. This is not what that is. If, if you want to use that structure for that, you can join the Zulu Nation and deal with that as hip-hop. But mm-hmm. this culture where life is something, a structure to civilize the deaf, dumb, and blind, and you and we have a duty. Mm-hmm. Our duty is to teach what we know to those who don't know, regardless of whom or what. Mm-hmm. Whether you're black, Muslim, white, ugly, fat, whatever it is, <laughs> we still have a duty to teach. Mm-hmm. And that structure has to remain that way, man. Right. And mm-hmm. we have to stop saying what he said, she said. Mm-hmm. We have to stop doing that because a lot of times it'd be not what he said or she said. It's just, you know, great self-style wisdom because hip-hop is very big now. Billions of dollars, man. And mm-hmm. Hip-hop leads people in the wrong direction, too. Oh, absolutely. I try to, you know, I, I get in those conversations a lot. You know, a lot of people don't really understand how the mind works because for anybody to say that uh, the music can't 
And I'm not, we're not, and this is not to say that the music is the sole reason for, for anything, because we're not, we're not crazy, you know what I'm saying? But to act like it doesn't have um, uh, uh, attracting powers to people that are young, especially young people, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. um, it has any influence over them, then that's, uh, that's not correct. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I kind of, it kind of leads me to what I wanted to ask you. Like you, even though we said that, um, uh, you know, hip hop culture, uh, 5% culture is not hip hop culture. It's not rap culture. Hip hop culture has at one point, obviously been influenced by our culture. Um, do you think that, this coach has influenced drug dealing too. Mm. It has influenced this. It has influenced that. Mm -hmm. Of course, yes. But the mm -hmm. foundation of it isn't mm -hmm. that. Right. The first nine born with the first nine born rappers. Absolutely not. <laughs> with the hard six rappers. With, nah. you know, we had some <laughs> that may well, were singers or whatever, such mm -hmm. and such. Yeah, you know, they left a singing group to become righteous in these things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So people always leave that history out. Right, right. We, we we got to keep the foundation how it was. Mm -hmm. The foundation was know yourself, know yourself. It wasn't right. learn how to rap, be an <laughs> MC, be a B-boy. Say, cle say clever bars, right? <laughs> right, you know. And a lot of people use this, use it as a tool, man. And mm -hmm. I get it, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, uh, you, did, you definitely mentioned that earlier um as far as you know using it just to sound fly and not really understanding what you're saying yeah because i got it like that god yeah it, like that. it was lingo right 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 let me get to see you oh mm. see pussy da, 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 da. <laughs> all that man you know <laughs> but once you run into true and living god <laughs> all that goes like like the breeze through the trees right right so now right. you have to study because you're right. being taught. Right. You're, you're in a learning process. You're not taking it for face value or sound value. No doubt. No doubt. Well, Sha7, I, I wanted to say again, God, um, I, I appreciate you for coming through Wilder Dome TV. That's uh, what I was going to say. I, I definitely uh, want to have you, you know, as somebody that, that comes through, you know, whenever. You know what I'm saying? Um, for people that, um, you know, want to, uh, you know, I guess, find you on socials and see what you got going on. Let everybody know how they can find more about Shot 7. Yeah, man. Y'all can tap in with me on Twitter, uh, Montro Musica, or Instagram. Mm -hmm. Shot 7159. That's how you can tap in with me. Y'all want some music, however, do some business, or y'all want me to come speak to your school, however, tap in with me. Or tap in with the God. The God know how to reach me. Absolutely. Well, God... Till the next time, you be easy and peace to the God. I no doubt. Peace, God.